What's up, Jammies? You know we love football and we love our sponsor, Barefoot Wine. You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they can be complex, but enjoying them should be easy. And both are easier to enjoy with friends. Cheers. What's up, Jammies? Welcome back to another episode of Ricky's Ram Jam presented by Barefoot Wine. 28 to 20 win over the Commanders at SoFi. And now it's a quick blink of the eye and we're back at SoFi Thursday night football to face the Saints. Can't wait to see all the Rams fans there. That is a tongue twister, you guys. Rams fans, not Rams fams, but you are a Ramley. You are family. So I guess Rams fams on Thursday night works too. Can't wait under the lights. We're all going to be there. It's going to be so great. Let's look quickly at the commander's game. Kyron hit a thousand scrimmage yards before the first quarter, which is insane. And he missed four games. Like what a light to this season. Kyron Williams, my hat is tipped to you, sir. Let's keep it up. Coop had that insane 62 yard touchdown and Matthew Stafford got the Game ball after another stellar performance. Ernest Jones and the defense were absolutely dealing on Sunday. We got to keep that up. I filmed a really fun barefoot holiday sketch um, that's going to be going out this week. So make sure you keep your eyes locked for that. It was really, really fun. And I'm excited for you guys to see it. But we don't have time to really go into too much because before you even finish this episode, we'll be back at SoFi for Thursday Night Football. Joining me now is my dear friend and NFL Network host, Mark Sessler. Let's raise a toast. Mark, you and I love to, to reminisce over a glass of Chardonnay, don't we? We do. We're just like, um, you know, two aging mothers that uh, get a, a week <laughs> away from the family and want to look at some Polaroid photos of their vacation together. That's no different than you and I. Yeah, absolutely. We have had many vacations. We've gone to Europe together. We've gone to a bunch of different states for Super Bowls. And I feel like we've had barefoot wine in all of those places. We have. We we, we know how to uh, check the box on our experiences. But we, it's true. Like um, Each of these trips have been NFL-based. So we also were extremely professional, um, did our job to the utmost. Um, but then, you know, when the job was over, we have our time too. It's so good to see you. So the Rams played Sunday, and now they have their second game um, in five days. How challenging would it be for you, Sessler, to play one football game, never mind two in five days? I mean, let's start with one. I mean, against <laughs> this level of competition or against... I've always thought about... I think, um, yeah, anyone, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I've thought <laughs> like about the Pee-wee. fact that like, I would like to... You know, usually when you get like a, a driver's license redone so mm-hmm. that you can ante up and do stuff that older people do. I'd like to redo, I mean, not even have a driver's license where I would compete against preteens and children and just devastate them as a running back or a pass catching tight end type figure that would just destroy smaller figures. But against the Rams or the Saints who they're playing, you know, on Thursday night, um, I don't think I'd fare well. I'd, I'd probably let Greg, the other day, Greg Rosenthal, our friend was saying that he thought that he would be the kind of figure that could go into a game and like lay like a forearm shiver on someone. And, no you know, chance. we were like for about two minutes, you could. And then you would have your arm shattered because you're a small person. <laughs> and so am I. So, I mean, jokes aside, four and one since the bye for the Rams. This team is is really clicking. How do the Rams reset from the commanders and switch so quickly to the Saints? I, I th- they seem to me, um, and it really comes down to what I am from a distance viewing is like 
the Sean McVay experience that we've waited for that, you know, he had these teams that were pushing for a Super Bowl window and they went and did what they needed to do. And it's like totally eschew the draft process and just bring in top heavy stars. Um, this team is so different. It's the first Rams team that I feel kind of fascinated by. Um, I see a Sean McVay that went through a lot personally, I think, and a lot emotionally and is somewhere else and is enjoying coaching this team that's so um, riddled with young players that are learning on the fly. And they have morphed. It, it, it's kind of like that Super Bowl team where you brought in Odell Beckham, like Stafford was there, and it took, it took them time to kind of find their way. But this team is finding their way in a different in a different um, groove, and like Matthew Stafford to me feels refreshed and young. I don't know if it's just like we live in Los Angeles. Maybe it's just the the heat and the light of all that. Um, we're getting the best version of Matthew Stafford that I've really ever seen, and the offense is starting to click. Um, I think Puka was just a huge addition. Like last week, couple last couple weeks, like Cooper Cup, we're getting that version of Cooper Cup. Um, I think they're the most dangerous wild card scenario out there. And like right. they've truly like that's why it's important to watch all these games. Because if you were tracking the Rams back in week five or six, you were watching a different football team. The team we're watching right now, um, and I, you know, as a Browns follower, they came in and destroyed Cleveland's defense. They really did. And the Browns were banged up, but it does that every team's banged up. They came in and did what they needed to do, and it's like I think they can take out anyone from here on out, and they're a very dangerous team come January. I mean, I think Derek Carr had arguably maybe his best game this past Sunday against the Giants. How important is it to get pressure on him Thursday night? Um, the Rams only have three sacks over the last two weeks. And, and how does this Rams defense shut down the Saints offense? You know, the Saints offensive line, which if you go look at like the PFF grades, um, it's a problem. But they've actually been pretty decent uh the last couple of months um but like ryan ramshack has a knee issue um he did not practice uh yesterday we'll see about today they're missing chris olave um he may come back it's just sort of these are key people and they don't have a lot of like they're not a, they're not a team with a ton of depth right now and so i think it's possible for you know aaron donald and the cast and crew to win an advantage there yeah, I mean, we keep talking about Stafford, but it's because he keeps making us because of how like how he's playing. He's been playing out of his mind this year, and it's been so much fun to watch. And then you have Cooper Cup, Puka, and Demarcus Robinson firing now on all cylinders. How important is it for Stafford to keep spreading the ball around, to keep getting Kyron involved, and to attack the Saints defense on, on all fronts? It's just an advantage. I mean, I, I think like Puka Nakua has come in and been one of the most um, impressive rookies that we've seen in 25 years. Uh, like to have him like to the point where it's like, sometimes he overshadows Cooper cup, which you just wouldn't expect that from, I mean, their fifth round was wild. Like, like their draft right. was incredible. It's one of the better draft classes we've seen. Um, it's clicking. And so spreading the ball around um, is part of it. It's essential. And Stafford has so many options that it's like, whatever the saints throw at you from a defensive back, matchup standpoint um you got multiple weapons um you've got like your young tight end playing as well as uh, also and like i think will like their ground game and i when we were in london to watch what kieran did against the it was the cardinals i believe in the second half where they kind of came out flat on the ground but then the second half dominated and then he went out right. with the injury came back against the cardinals again and just picked up right where he left off um 
They're very balanced. And that it just makes it very tough on a defense. And, and Stafford week to week is putting up three or four passes that are like highlight insane Matthew Stafford, like top shelf scenarios um, with a fleet of really capable wide receivers. So they're very dangerous. I think they're very hard to defend. Um, and that's shown up, you know, over and over because when they're not passing, they're running the ball and they're like, I mean, I, I this Rams offense was completely unpredictable back in August because there's multiple figures who we knew nothing about who are thriving. So it's kind of a perfect scenario, a perfect storm of all that happening right now. And I, it's like, you've only got a couple more games to you, win two of those. I think they're in, I think they're in the playoff race. I really do. And then, then from there, we'll see. And just on the defense side, like this young defense, I know I, I talked with you guys about it on, on ATN, just this young defense. You have Kobe Turner, the conductor. You have Byron Young playing. You have Ernest Jones, been a baller this season, leading the team in 125 tackles and sacks in each of the last two games. This defense is so scrappy. They they shut out the commanders the first half. It's been really exciting to see this defense really grow into itself. I think it's um, a credit to Raheem Morris, too, who is kind of continues to fly under the radar. I mean, there's this, you know, that I was always fascinated with like the assistant coach of the year award. No one else even, like, right. I, I went and looked at the odds for all these awards. It wasn't even listed. It's like, it is a real award and it does matter. And like, I think <laughs> part of it is part of it. It's like saying like, if you're Sean McVay, like what kind of staff can you bring in and what kind of staff can you keep? Um, and I know they've lost a ton of offensive people year after year. But Raheem Morris um, does a lot with young players that need to be developed. And the sign of a good team is developing rookies, developing second-year players, third-year players. Um, it's happened year after year. And for them to play the way that they do, I mean, that I, you know, I think that's prepared for all week long. You know, the meetings, yeah. like, the, like the togetherness, like the idea that like a building confidence and like um, to do that with such a young team – um, that's pretty, that's pretty unusual in the NFL. Like, I think the Rams were kind of an experiment coming into this season. Um, but especially on defense, cause it's like, you could track these teams, you know, year after year. And it's like eight or nine of their main guys were like unknow unknowable figures, like back in the summer. And to see it gel the way that it did, um, it just kind of tells me this uh, again, I'm not surprised, but it's a well-coached team. Um, you can see it, I think for me, um, with McVeigh, where a bit of a weight is lifted. I, I know that there were, you know, the he puts, he's so hard on himself. And I think anyone that's like that, you can kind of just see it. Um, there's a bit of a, not weightlessness, but just a happiness to him where it's like, I think this, this journey has been a little different. And for the Rams to kind of surprise people, um, it has a lot to do with their assistance. And Raheem Morris, to me, is like an assistant coach of the year figure who probably won't get it because he's not getting talked about enough, but he should be. He should be. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's just the best and he's doing such a great job with this with this defense and this young defense and it's just I'm so excited because last year the Rams Thursday night football game was that huge Baker Mayfield game that when he would just been in the building for, you know, 24 hours essentially and it was so much fun under the lights like the halftime show that's on Thursday night is Busta Rhymes which is going to be insane like I'm just so excited for this night under the lights and this this Thursday night football matchup is going to be so much fun. I, are you going to go? You should walk across the street. Well, I might. You know, um I also have to like per my duties, um, be right here in this room in another part of town talking about the game after. So I'll be very plugged in on what you do. Um, I wish I could go. Like, it's annoying, uh, to be honest, that it's like, it's a huge inflection point for the Rams. And I'll be 
um, up in Hollywood here, not too far from where you live, um, doing a podcast. So I'm just doing my part to help the Rams <laughs> grease the skids towards January. Mark, before I let you go, I want to do my Ram Jam questions real quick, uh, rapid mm-hmm. fire style. So if you were about to have your last meal on earth, what would it be? Well, I just have to go with like the first thing I thought of was just like a gigantic pizza. Just like be like, you yeah. know what? I'm just a normal. I'm a, I guess I'm just tote. Like th- there's nothing special about my choice here. I just eat a giant mm. pizza. Yeah. I, I think like when I think of you and you just said, I'm just a normal, that's probably like the least normal thing that a person could say. So that totally checks out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you could, I'm just a normal, so I would love a pizza. If you could live in an amusement park, shopping center, or other fun place, where would you choose and why? Well, so this is not because of the documentary that came out um, a couple mm. years ago, but because as a youth, I went here multiple times um, and had a friend. Uh, this is the, I'm talking about Action Park, a very wild place. And I had a friend, um, named Peter, and we were on the Alpine Slide, which is a completely dangerous, um, unattended to um, a ride where you just go down on a sled on a dry track, and the sled constantly wipes out. And my friend just flipped, and like the entire right side of his arm from shoulder down to elbow, like the skin came completely off him. Oh. We had to go to a nurse's hut that just sprayed us with something. So my memory of that place was kind of like wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you also like, we, we, we got sent there on like multiple school trips on buses where like things aren't working out with like girls and everyone else. So it's like action park. I'd like to go back and revisit it and just like see what happens. What would a collage of your life include? So I'm printing out photos of Mark Sessler to, to print out on the page. What's going on that collage? Well, who's, who's taking a look at this collage, I guess. Mm, good question. Uh, it's going to be publicly displayed because you are, you are a public figure. I think people would want to pay homage to your collage. That's, but so you can have code word, like you can have code words, code photos, you know? Well, I think, I do think, um, if I would, you'd be 90 and looking back on it all, like, um, like our show when you were part of it too, just like a lot of the stuff that we did over the last 10 years would be included. Um, my kids would be included for sure. A ton of pictures with them. Um, I, I probably would ignore things like here's a picture of me graduating from high school and college. Like that stuff doesn't mean a lot to me. Um, but you know, I think pictures of friends and, uh, little moments and strange moments. Like, um, I was just looking through a ton of photos and it's like, I do think it brings you back to a strange place. Um, so I don't, I don't know, nothing official, like look at my achievements, but more just like the time I spent with basically you. Oh, you and others. Not, you so. would be you would you would fill up a lot of my collage, Mark. You really would. And then I'd probably have like a a GF like gluten free with like a like a smoking arrow crossed out, like no gluten, like stuff like that. I'd have Thor. That makes sense. Thor would be yeah. the Thor would be the entire page, and then I would collage on top of him, like because he would take up the whole thing. <laughs> my parents, my dad likes to ask me like. Oh, if we were on the edge of a mountain and it was Thor or your entire family, like who would you pick? And I always go, Dad, you don't want me to answer that. You're not going to like the answer. <laughs> I would let my whole family go and save Thor. And that is true love. <laughs> I think it is. You have to be real to yourself. And that's just, you're expressing um, where your heart really lies. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so excited to see you. And who knows, maybe you will, maybe you will sneak into SoFi, you know, with a, with a media pass on Thursday and, and get out before the podcast on Thursday. Cause I think it's just going to be such a rocking time and I will be sure to send you a lot of photos. Thank you. I mean, it's, it is a possibility. I just go totally rogue, um, at least for three quarters before, you know, Ubering back to another part of town. Let's see what happens. I love it. Check out Mark Sessler on the Around the NFL podcast about a thousand times a week. He's on NFL Network. Check him out on Instagram and Twitter, wherever you would like to follow him. He's there. Trust me. (laughs) Awesome. All right. That does it this week for Ricky's Ram Jam. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick week. We're turning the page to the Saints on Thursday. We will see you there. It's all hands on deck. Let's ram it.